Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Good morning! It's always so lovely to start our calls together. Indeed. Indeed. I enjoy our time immensely. And, and, uh, if we, if we lived closer, it'd probably be like one of those every morning 1950s coffee clutch kind of moment. If we, if we lived across the street from each other, like in the neighborhood, we yeah. would hundred percent have coffee every morning. I I predict that coffee and yeah, the, the wake and bake <laughs> coffee and cannabis. With Laura and Bridget. Oh my god, that would have been a way cool title. <laughs> Pretty much doing this already, with just different title. <laughs> right. Uh, so my dogs, I will just warn everybody ahead of time, they're out of their minds today. Normally I can have them take their little morning nap. One of my dogs decided to howl like it was a full moon and he was about to turn into a werewolf. Oh. I don't know what is up with him, so he's out and about. And then the other two, of course, have to go out when he's out. And then it's garbage truck day. Oh, yeah, maybe that's why. That's, yeah, it's years of garbage truck day. Why it's bothering <laughs> day. True you know? story, true story. We do always record on the same day of the week. Yeah. A.K.A. And always garbage day. <laughs> I do have um, someone else here at the house today who has a small child, though. Oh, and there you go. My smallest dog is not a fan of the kids. Right. So, yeah, I can hear him out there now. So there's a child in the house right now? That's really what's going on? That's another issue. Gotcha. Additional. Oh, that's all that needs to be done right there. That's enough. And one of my older... Mid my middlest dog. My dogs range from ten pound, six pound, three pounds. So it's not like any of them are large. But my middle sized puppy is just completely disoriented and causing us all a little, little sadness. He's 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 been blind for a few years, but something's changed in the last few weeks where he can he he's lost his bearings now. He hasn't lost uh. his bearings before. So I think he must have lost shadows this week. You know, normally he could get off the couch because he kind of has the house memorized. Probably, right. Yeah. He probably has pee marks everywhere, which would be my. Right. That's probably how he's finding his way. But I'm going to live in denial on that one. Sure. Sure. Because, I mean, whatever. They're small yeah. pee marks. They're teeny tiny. Little drippy droppies. Little drips. But yeah, but those don't seem to have be assisting him anymore. Oh, yeah, poor baby. So I've I've been keeping them all 
extra clothes for the last week or two and spoiled them. So when, now that I'm stopping and not giving them my 100% attention and talking to you, they all oh. seem to. Yeah. Oh. Well, Come that's here, a shame. I think, yeah, if you just let them be in the room with you, they'll be okay then. Yeah. We tried that and only one was allowed to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Only one could respect the mama's room. There was only one that could handle the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. So, uh, strain of the day. What are you smoking today? I am going to go off the radar this week and do an AZ date brownie. Oh. Yeah. It was my freebie. And I have gotten this particular brownie as a freebie in the past. A um, date brownie, huh? I, yeah. And so we all know Laura is not a health fan. Right. <laughs> or health food fan, I should say. Right, I, right. I have to preface that with, hey, whatever rocks your boat, I give no shit. Right. I really, I don't care what you do. Just keep it out of my face. Just, you don't have to. Your body it. needs sugar. So everybody else yeah. should just go to hell. Don't preach at me. Um, but the med- the ingredients of this particular item are medical cannabis, cocoa, beet sugar, coconut mm. oil, vegetable oil, mm. eggs, dates, wheat flour, espresso, vanilla, salt, baking powder, and love. Mm. Okay, and so who is this by? This is by Flourish. Okay. And we were talking about on a separate episode about stickers and the keep refrigerated part of this packaging was covered by a sticker. So who would know? Uh, so did you not keep it refrigerated? No, but I don't care. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a baked good, right? I mean, they, you know, they real taste better. Don't should never go in the refrigerator. Right. They don't taste good. Once you refrigerate them, they're like yucky. So the whole brownie is a hundred milligrams. Oh, okay. That is too much for my day today. Right. And, and so half would be 50 and that's probably too much for my day too. So I'm going to go with a quarter of the brownie. And if you want to talk about yours while I eat this and then I will give you my description of the taste while you talk about after you talk about your strain. Okay, well, my strain of the day is actually a Sunday good strain. Ooh. Ooh. What? Well, that sounded like a, that sounded like a loaded ooh. Um. I was stuffing brownie in my mouth. Okay, got you, got you. But you love Sunday's good, Sunday goods, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. We're big fans of Sunday goods. Um, not only is their packaging and branding sexy, it is. It's sexy in a like you know in a uh in a understated type of way. Yeah, like a gypsy sexy sort yeah, of. It's just a- like really, yeah, like it's real flowy. It feels real kind of like like I like it, and I'm a hippie. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like I'm a young hippie. Like I wasn't really from the hippie generation. I'm a self proclaimed hippie. Yeah, because even really, hippie. my parents were actually even too young to be hippies a little bit. Yeah, uh, officially, officially, or they were just on the young side of hippieshood, you know. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of I like their branding and packaging and everything. 
Uh, I honestly have not smoked uh, or used their products as much as a lot of you guys because I am always out of their delivery area. And mm. they do sell products, Sunday Good products, at uh, more and more of the dispensaries that I frequent. But, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's a process. It takes a while for them to get out and get distributed. Yes. And, you know, it's not always going to be at my neighborhood uh, dispensary. Because, unfortunately, all dispensaries are not equally open to partnerships with other dispensaries or right. other license holders. So, Or at least not doing it out in the open. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, right? Uh, there's weed, but not always telling you that it's each other's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They want to pretend like it's just theirs when really they know good and well they bought it from so-and-so. Yeah. And I actually always try to ask that at dispensaries. I, want, I always ask who's the grower, you know, where did this, who's the cultivation that grew this or whatever. And, sometimes, you know, sometimes a, they know, sometimes they don't. It does let the bud, bud tender know, though, that you know your shit and not to mess with you about giving you crappy recommendations. Right. Like, tell me the real deal right now, you know. Um, and the truth is, Sunday Goods is one of those names that when they throw that out there, people feel more confident with the purchase. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let me get some of that. So, um, but I can't say that I know 100% personally whether that's true from a, from a, a, a end user perspective or not because I just haven't smoked enough of theirs to compare I will right. say they hosted a party one time that mm -hmm. was awesome they were very generous oh. that was delicious um <sighs> that's all I'll say about that though because you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I will Sunday Goods was the first delivery service I ever used and yeah I I too am out of delivery. Right, code. right. I'm I mean, just barely out of it. Apparently, I don't know. About two hours away. Yeah. From the code. Um, but I was going to see a show in Tempe. We have all our Broadway shows at the Gamage Theater in Tempe. Right. And oh, I was staying at a hotel, which was quite. The, it's called the. What is it? The AC Marriott AC Tempe. Anyways. Oh. It's um, kind of a go-to business sort of hotel. Right. It's definitely designed not for a vacation traveler, but for a work traveler. Right. And um, they meet you in the lobby. You need to have cash if you have a delivery. You need right. to have your card, your marijuana card. And it's usually checked out before they get there, but they need to right. cut. Copy they have to it. see it again, yeah. They have so, to verify it. I felt like such a gangster. I don't know, not even a gangster, like like, like a mob yeah. wife. Being Italian, I gotta go with the mob wife. Right. Here I am, you know, like, there's gotta be 20 other people in the general vicinity of me in the lobby, and there's my little Sunday goods uniformed delivery guy with his hat and his little bag, and I'm giving him cash out in the open and getting, and I happened this particular trip had fallen right after some holiday. So they were discounting their gift boxes. So I happened to get a gift box. So, of course, my bag is huge. Because <laughs> I think it came with, like, a mug and a hat and pack of pre-rolls and stuff. So, so it was good times. But I felt so spoiled and glamorous. And I, I was on the strip by myself. But it was the best. They've also delivered to me at cannabis conventions in phoenix which i also thought was cool as shit 
I had them deliver um, some vape pens to me right right outside the convention. I recall that. We were together. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. So, um, yeah, but but, but I'm smoking uh, Sunday Goods. It's called The Eleven. Mm. It's a sativa. Um, And, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not as... um, you know, thorough as you, but it's, it's, it's a pretty, you know, I like my sativas to be kind of bright, light, bright. Mm. That's the kind I like is some light, bright sativa. And I like dark, dark indicas, uh, or that's kind of my, that's one of my, uh, things. I, it probably is limonene that makes it that color. I don't know. Um, I I, I think there's something else about color. I don't think terpenes affect color. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know that they do, but my green crack is usually like that too. Although it tends to be kind of a little bit more green, light, bright. Uh, but a lot of the sativas I like are kind of yellowy, green, bright green. Yeah. Um, sativas should be brighter in color in general, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. It's a, a pretty, it's, it's crystally, you know, it smells good. It tastes good. And, um, Sunday goods are grown in a Dutch style greenhouse in southern Arizona. Right. And it is um actually partially designed by a Dutch man. Um Jord, I think, if I'm pronouncing that right. But something like that, yeah. And um it is was a beautiful production to watch. Um was lucky enough to be Facebook friends with um some people involved with that build in general so i kind of got to watch it you know from from spec to tasting the flower that came out of it so it's been amazing to watch it's a beautiful grow which is probably how i started fangirling over it oh yeah couldn't be the marketing because they hadn't designed the marketing when i started fangirling over there right over their grow beautiful grow so yeah it's it's definitely was like one of the first um, of its kind in the state. I don't know how many other ones there are, uh, you know. Right at this point. So, yeah, I. Uh, well, I, and we like some of the people from there too. I mean, they've put some great people onto the team, so that's always nice. Definitely got a rock star crew. Yeah. So that's my strain of the day. So, I mean, I guess we're going to have to tap back in on your strain of the day with this uh, date uh, brownie, like, later in the episode, because it'll take 35, 45 minutes to hit you, huh? Oh, probably. It could take an hour. We may not get the outcome. I can give you taste. Yeah. Um, It is not medicinally. It doesn't taste. Um, Sometimes edibles have a very distinct, you can tell they're using crappy extracts that's not the case at all in this um it tastes um not overly sweet it doesn't give me the ick like ugh, i couldn't imagine like i could imagine eating that whole that whole hundred milligrams nice yeah that's a good sign yes for sure there's a lot of them i've been into like oh hell no i can't eat that whole thing Ooh, just looking at some of them i'm like yeah no i don't even want to try like i don't care that there's 150 milligrams of medicine in that unfortunately like nope can't do it nope that's not the case with this if it is um 
I don't know if, you know, because like I said, I got it as my new patient gift. Yeah. Was it chocolatey? Uh, super chocolatey? Not super chocolatey. It's, it's just enough. It's, you know, it's definitely a kind of reminds me the chocolate flavor. Um, reminds me a little bit of a carob. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It still has the, it doesn't have the, <laughs> and I'm sorry, carob lovers out there. It doesn't have that ick that carob gives me. <laughs> but it has that more mild because of, I think, the cocoa powder and dates. Yeah. <clears throat> dates are nice and creamy and buttery, right? I don't think you would hate it being a non-fan of chocolate. I don't think chocolate is the, like... Leading it's cause of death. Mind. <laughs> it's more like a... Yeah, it's more like a healthy cake with maybe some cocoa powder. Yeah, in it. I, it sounds like stuff I would like, yeah, which I can handle a little bit of cocoa powder. Like, I love mole, for example. Right, right. You know? That's what love I mean. it. It's not like got icing on it. It doesn't have chocolate icing it's very just a very simple square, hmm. easy to easy to make into four pieces. I wonder if anybody makes a good chili chocolate bar medicated. Have you? Yes, seen one? I saw one. I think. Oh no, maybe it was when I was buying something else to hide my chocolate in. Never mind. That might <laughs> be a delicious type of medicated chocolate bar that I would try. Something it like, like something... spicy, like it... a mole bar, but not maybe quite so mole. A little more I, like peanut chocolate with chili. Uh, you need to stop now. You're, you're getting you're getting that crazy with your delicious. combo. I think um, Tony Hired would be the guy that would have something like that with a chili. Yeah. There might it doesn't be have to be peanut. Just any kind of nut. It could be cashews. I mean, you could do whatever. I, I'm no chef, you know what I'm saying? But a nut, I know, a chocolate, and a chili. Yes. I got a review this week from a, uh, I don't know who it was, I think it was a Yelp review. And the review was, they need to put more stuff in it so it was better or something. <laughs> <laughs> more ingredients so it, uh... was, so it was better or something stupid like that. It was just so annoying. So I was just giving you shit because that's what that reminded me of. Right. <laughs> there needs to be more stuff in it. Make it better. You really do need to be careful when you buy chocolate bars out there, people, because there are some really bad ones. Um, there's some good ones. I'm not going to name the names of, but the chocolate bars, you you shouldn't dread, like, like you were saying, you shouldn't dread your next portion. Right. You should, like, be, oh, I wish I could eat the whole thing. Yeah. That's better case scenario. Maybe that's why people buy shitty tasting ones, Bridget. Yeah, Maybe because so they don't want to eat it all. <sighs> I, that's just I don't dumb. Know. Learn some self control, people, and buy good candy. I mean, most of the edibles I've ever even tried were gifts to me from the company of some sort or another. You know, right, right. Um, and they did not put their best foots forward. <laughs> is all I could say. Not for me anyways, because a lot of those things literally just ended up in the garbage because I never was willing to put them in my mouth again. Like, ooh, never. that was gross. Don't eat anymore. Again, people, never again. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our strain, people. Be back in a minute. Back in a moment. So. News today. Got a hot topic for us today, Bridget? 
I mean, I have an article that I that I like <laughs> that I was reading and thought was interesting. Perfect. Um, you know, it's Forbes, which is I love when Forbes is, you know, putting out articles about cannabis. Um, granted, I'm actually having some crisscross new thoughts about capitalism as a whole though. Um, however, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to Forbes, uh, just being a world, a publication that I that I like. Um, so they put out an article that says the economic implications behind the cannabis legalization debate, and it's about Europe again and how they're like, okay, well, look, it's really for real out here. So let's go ahead and do some, you know, real studies and stuff like that, and. Um, it's really, it's not even about, you know, in the article they talk about, it's it's not even about whether cannabis should be, you know, legal and regulated or not. It's really just a matter of, like, who's next and how are you guys going to roll it out type of thing at this point. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. First, that because I have an official move date now, so. Right. Well, then you're going to like this. And it's not Portugal, of course, but Spain is really close to Portugal. And they did a study there. You know, the official big important group, blah, 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 long name, University of Barcelona. Yes. They did an analyzation, an analysis and figured out that they would bring in $3.71 billion per year in taxes and social security contributions by legalizing uh, cannabis there. $3.71 billion in taxes and social security contributions. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I have so much nonprofit background in me or something. And I realize it's a whole country. But to me, $3.71 billion per year Mm. is nothing to sneeze at. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of stuff that creates some good, like, foundations for caring for people, potentially. What are we leaving on the table here? You know? That would be, yeah, all these homeless veterans, these un um, unfunded mental health programs, uh, right. care vulnerable. Yeah. We Meanwhile, fund- you know, what they're doing now is like basically they have, you know, fees and penalties for people, you know, if they get caught like outside of the kind of limited rules in Spain, right? So a person could get fined anywhere from like 600 to $11,000 for, you know, going outside of those rules. But like, how long does it take to get that up to $3.71 billion, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah. And what are the rules? I mean, is it like in Portugal, you get a ticket if you have under 25 grams when you're caught, which you're not usually walking around with 25 grams. Like I said, unless you're home from buying it. Right. Yeah, no, the uh, laws. And even then, Spain- you could buy like you know twenty four grams every day and have more yeah. than enough than you, more than you need for any projects you're doing. Really, I'm just saying. I have friends that go to Madrid. I actually have friends that are going to Spain right now, and they're on their way to Spanibus. And they told me that Spain has decided that they're the ones that want to show Europe how it's done. 
But I have friends in, in Madrid and I've known people that have gone to Barcelona. And in both cities, you basically just register with the social club as a guest and you're able to access purchasing cannabis from the social club, which is, I'm assuming, like the co-op. So apparently they're going to show me how it's all done when I get there. But that's all out in the open for the most part. It's not like they're top secret. Right. This club. So I'm curious what the you'd even have to do to get a ticket. I mean, there's places in Portugal where we were, of course, watching all the travel vlogs. And there's a couple of parks that I've already identified just by the crowd and the smoke and the travel vlog people making little comments about partaking in these parks. They're not even cannabis people in these videos. They're just like, oh, there's a strong scent here, you know, and then they walk off. But, like, I've identified three places in Lisbon and Porto where there's definitely the spots to go share a doobie. The smell of skunk. Yeah. Like, the skunks live in that area there. My husband walked outside the house yesterday and goes, ooh, skunk. And then he turned around, (laughs) unless that's you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I ain't got nothing skunky for a while. Uh. That's a shame. That's a shame. I know, right? It's like, I have a whole new appreciation for the smell of skunks, though. Definitely. Uh, Although, the skunk smell is not the, does not have the same floral pleasantness that the, uh, the flower has, because it has that more biting, stinging, stickiness to it. You know what I'm saying? But generally, from a distance, I can certainly appreciate it much better now. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> as long as it's not stuck on my skin or my dog's body or <laughs> you know in my house or anything. Ooh, so so anyways, that was kind of my topic. It was just kind of talking about um you know, some of these I I'm just I'm just w- enjoying watching this. Now, of course, the problem is that we're still in that middle, you know, prohibition era type of, um, you know, middle ground or whatever, where, you know, now they're all talking about legalizing it and legalizing it for medicine, but it's still currently the most, um, it's the most prevalent illegal drug in Europe, right? So when I say that, and I mean that it, it's still something that can be used across the world to lock up young people for minor infractions at will, at the will of the, of, you know, the associated police force or law enforcement, so to speak. For sure. For and sure. And that's, that's a balance of power that is, you know, unequal, not only unequal, but really needs to be demolished. Uh, especially if we're really going to embrace this plant as a medical solution. If, if that is what it is, like I'm cool with, uh, people using it recreationally. I have no problem with it. I much prefer people use it recreation recreationally than alcohol. Honestly, I mean, like, like all day, every day. Um, so I raise my kids. Yeah. However, I also think there should be a medical program, and that people who need it for medical purposes should be able to access it, knowing that there are certain, you know, quality. markers in place and that there's oversight to the process and that they're also getting it for a fair price or hopefully, you know, covered 
by their health insurance or whatever. Um, or in medical quality for sure. And, and yeah, in sometimes, you know, and, and we've talked about it, you know, there's, there's these rules in place back, even in the co-op days, you could have 12 plants. But for someone who had a cancer patient, they couldn't produce enough cannabis to make their cancer treatment right. with plants. Right. So Not to yeah. mention they have cancer. So, like, who has time to do that and try to garden right. a damn marijuana right. garden, which is not, like, the easiest type of thing to grow no, <laughs> successfully. You don't leave it out. Yeah. It's the not like easiest it's... or cheapest. So, yeah, the, in, in the forms, it would be ideal to be able to, when you're a cannabis cancer patient, to be able to get a gram a day of RSO in a form that you could take easily and yada, yada, for exactly. whatever. In made from the plant that's specifically best for what your you're condition. dealing with. Right. Agreed. And, you know, the idea of really, like, Going to this higher level of um, product, we talked about this before, smelliers, you know, or yeah. just, you know, we've talked about it before, how growers, to me, it feels like sometimes, and you got to respect the journey it took to get to where we are. Okay, so I understand that they have been fighting for a long time for us to get to where we are. So them having their different strains that they grow and being able to say like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the originator of this strain or that strain or whatever. I get that. Right. But right. also <laughs> let's, you know, maybe some brands are willing pretty soon. I, I'm keeping an eye out for this. I'm keeping an eye out for brands that are willing to start scaling back on all that. Not necessarily brands, but growers, cultivations that are willing to scale back at that and, and produce like, you know, I don't know, five, maybe 10 strains really well, really consistently all the time. You know what I'm saying? Where they always have these things available. I really think five strains is all that the really good company should need, honestly. Maybe, okay, maybe 10. I'll give them 10 because, you know, there's different terpenes. But really, at this point, with the level of knowledge we do or don't have about how the different things affect our bodies, they could... They could get some stuff really good that was me medically, <clears throat> you know, bred and or they could really just refine or hone some stuff that was already there before. That's all I'm saying. Is... And I think Sunday Goods is a great um, example that we talked about in our strain of the day as a company who takes that kind of thing fairly seriously. I believe yeah. they have a, a, a director and I could be. I apologize, Sunday Goods. I'm probably butchering your title, but it's like medical director or scientific director, but they have a science-based person studying the outcomes of their grows and their cloning and their processes and looking at it microscopically and not just three stoners in a back room with cushy chairs. Right. I would so like to see a company bring an herbalist on the team too, like a really legit, like... You know, someone who really knows what they're talking about with regard to herbs and how they well, we can probably dive deeper. I can, let me see if I can pull up their website, but they have that may be in their. Um, let me see. Portfolio of employees. Ding, ding, ding. 
I'm distracted. It sounds like the power went out in my house. It's so quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. Sunday goods. Oops. That's Cali. They recently moved to California. Oh. <coughs> or expanded or moved? I'm sorry. Expanded. You were right. right. Ordering do 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 about us yeah. our story. Yeah, so I mean while you're looking that up, back to just kind of wrap up my kind of topic, you know, yeah, it was like they are moving forward in Europe. Things are happening, but the gap is between the you know, kind of the criminal the way that the criminal law is is still set up even while they're doing all this work on the medical side, but even those medical patients are ultimately still criminals, right? And um, it's just important to keep in mind both sides of that and to vote accordingly. And I do think um, that there are, st we are starting to see, which is exciting, some relief of past crimes of cannabis. Yeah. Um, nature. A couple of states and cities are doing things like that. I wish I had I wish I had the uh, exact state I want to say California? But might have just been San Francisco or a city in California. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like, yeah. It seems something like we that. We talked but, about that I know uh, when it happened. <laughs> yeah. The relief of penalties. Yeah. Is a huge start. And on this uh, Sunday Goods website, I don't see a specific about their, and it might have been some old um, videos when they were launching that I saw when they were talking about their medical director or their, I want to say, I feel like it was more of a, everybody has to have a medical director. I think this was more of a scientific department that they actually had a director of science or something like that for Sunday yeah. Goods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm I'm saying I like the science part. I'm glad for that. Yes, yes. And I'm saying there might be some additional wisdom that a brand could get from somebody on the more herbalist side, naturalist side of that uh, conversation too. Yeah, I've definitely heard some amazing speakers on the topic and some of the various more cannabis science related platform yeah. when they're doing their um convention seems like the wrong word but it's probably what the right thing is probably science convention yes <laughs> so uh how about you did you have any uh news for the week this week or uh, any, i didn't anything's been coming up lately i should have had a uh story ready off the top of my head for today i have down could i find it when it was time of course not no of course not. let me check, double check my file here i was so busy looking up europe while we were talking right because yeah well let's just talk about that for a minute so um any uh any uh new information on the trip to Porto. Oh, my. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> my yeah. big move. Yeah. 
lit up half a joint I had laying in my ashtray. Just for fun. Uh, We are booked for 45 days um, starting mid-November, 11-11, to the end of 2019. So we have a date of departure now. Oh, my gosh. We have not booked our actual flights. That's the next. It's been an adventure trying to find... Airlines do not like you to fly one way. We will say that right out the gate. Oh, yeah. They want to charge you so much more. You might as well buy the two-way ticket and then just try to get one that you can have change fees on so you can just save it for when you might want to come back someday, huh? Something like that. I was able to find another place where they were about half price. So I I got them down to about $1,200 around there, which is still a lot of money. That's just to where? I mean, where do you... Okay, so... Rewind. That's a plane ticket to Porto. Okay, so you got the air. You got an Airbnb, is what you did right now. You rented one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's forty nine days. Forty nine days. Ooh, so you scheduled it for forty nine days already? Yes. Holy goodness, that's Holy a real deal. Man. Holy that's field. A big commitment. Yeah, it is. Less than twenty five hundred dollars. Awesome. Or 49 days love it all and everything included nice everything Um, included like food food also wi-fi well all the house all the house things cleaning and all that kind of stuff utilities wi-fi one bedroom apartment with a little patio king size bed in central heat because that is key when you're when one is hunting Yeah, and apparently central heating is not a thing in Portugal. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. They aren't built, and they're not also not um, insulated. Apparently it's colder indoors than outdoors. Yeah, that would make sense, too. Mm -hmm. That sounds logical. Oh, Oh. I was just reading something, and it closed up on me. Um, And an elevator. So it was hard to find the... Like elevator and heat. I either found heat or I found an elevator, but I did not find both. Yeah, elevator also seems like it would be a rare find. Yeah, that's that's kind of a gotta have it thing, right? You know, they're like like ain't playing, right? With my bags up and down, we have done our time on staircases for and sure. This- Entire city of Portugal or in Porto is on a slant. It, like everything is on a hill. Right. So like, like your whole life is going to be stairs, basically. Right. Basically. Yeah. It'll be so you need life. an elevator at the house once you get there. No more stairs. I got you. Okay. Sixth floor too. I think we're on the old the old town. There was a lot of really cute little Airbnbs, and I was so ready. And then I'd get to the little fine print, and no lift. Right. No heat. No right. heat. I like to sleep cold, but I like it warm when I wake up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to walk around frozen for the first hour of the morning. <laughs> I cannot get my notes to open up. I don't know why they keep crashing on me. I've well, opened it three times and I wouldn't I- worry about it anymore. No worries. Oop. Yep, there it goes again. Yeah. I'm <laughs> So, so you've got the Airbnb 49 days scheduled yep. and 
Now you just got to get your flights there and back. Did I tell you about that one website where they sometimes do like, oh, this flight just came through. Like you could set a, um, you know, tell them like, hey, we need this flight. Tell us when this hits the lowest somewhere. It's called no. Fairness, F-A-R-E-N-E-S-S. Oh, all right. I'll look it. into it. The one that I used, I also saw on a blog, and I couldn't tell you what it is now. Hopefully, I tagged it in my laptop, but right. it was like Vayama or Zayama, and huh. I'll update y'all if I ever figure it out, um, but it was good at finding long European, like US to European discounted flights. Oh, perfect. Nice. Definitely something I want to leave to the last minute. Yeah. You know? It's not. Yeah. Well, you so, have enough time right now that hopefully you'll be able to hit the uh, ups and downs. And I imagine you also have it on like a Google alerts, right? Because Google will also just do searches all the time and give you an alert on that specific, you know, flight that you're looking for. Oh, well, that'll be nice. Yeah. Can I um, I hate Delta when I put my search? Maybe. I don't remember all the details of whether you can uh, excommunicate Delta from the list or not. But, um, like, for for example, I know Southwest is never going to be on the list. And I uh, imagine there's other airlines like that as well. But um, whoever shares their stuff with Google um, will be on. It's one more alert you can set just so that if anything pops up, you'll catch it right away. Very cool. I've decided... Yeah, I, I, I've given up all hope of uh, travel being enjoyable or comfortable. Right. So now I have just an expectation that the people taking care of me on the flights are not assholes. Right. And that's even become difficult. But I will tell you, the last couple of times on Southwest, they were awesome. Yeah, you know? I mean, Southwest has some, has some redeeming qualities, I feel. And yeah, the, For the, being the greyhound of the skies. Yeah, like compared to what anymore? It used to be a problem, but now right. they're all sh- exactly. And most yeah. of them are more shitty. So now Southwest is shining because they're like, oh, we've only given you the lowest bare minimum from the jump, but we've done it with a smile on our face the whole time, and we're still smiling. Exactly. Delta is struggling. Rude. Yeah. Every time I've flown them, it's just been unpleasantries. Yeah. It's like little Hitler's rocking down. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's, <laughs> no, no, don't no, say that. That's not no, no joking matter. No, but very controlling yeah. and very um, negative and all those other words that substitute. They were just, yeah, it was awful. It's like, sit down, be quiet, look, look ahead. Oh, yeah, no more. Yeah, I actually flew on American Airlines this time. And honestly, my whole experience was perfect as far as like my uh, interactions with them. I mean, you know, they do the bare minimum on like snacks and stuff these days, which is okay. They always have like their $12 box of nuts and cheese you can buy or whatever. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, they had like a nice little, I had to download the app onto my device first uh, ahead of time. But then once I did that before I got on the plane, then I had access to like a whole library of movies and TV shows and everything that they provided me for the flight. And um, that's how some was left too. Those little things matter. And I think people are starting to catch on to grab snacks from one of the shops. 
It's still going to be a $12 pack of cheese and nuts, though. (laughs) It really doesn't matter who you buy it from. If you didn't buy it before you came to the airport, you're going to pay premium price. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can't shit through security, so you got to buy it. Not too much, yeah. I've gotten snacks through, you know, as long as they're kind of like dry snacks, so to speak. Like, I can't bring a Tupperware through of some, you know, my leftovers from last night or anything, but... If stew can't make it? Yeah, uh... no, the stew ain't coming through, but... (laughs) Did you like my rhyme? That was awesome. Yeah. But, I will uh, tell you, yeah. I would all you healthy people out there that uh or dieters, gluten free apparently sets off the warnings for some sort of residual bomb making material. How my funny. daughter, stepdaughter had crackers in her bag uh-huh. and I panicked thinking they found cannabis. Uh-huh. But it's her and the guy brings us over and she literally had to go over to like the special desk yeah. where they had to unpack her bag and get his little wipe out yeah. and everything. And he told us that the gluten free items literally make the alarm go off all day long. Wow. Cause he's the one that empties the bags and he's like almost every oh, time gluten free, gluten free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's like, Damn. You know what I found set the alarm off for me on my hand thing was the uh, Bath and Body Works lotions. The one time, uh, yeah, and they told me that too once I actually made it through. But I had put that Bath and Body Works lotions all over my hand, and um, they tagged me, and they didn't only pull me to the table; they pulled me into the private room, girl. I went into a closed door room with all my stuff. I remember that. We uh, check everything. I was like, <laughs> it was a bad day. It was a bad day in general. But yeah, then uh, I found out, yeah, it was that lotion. She told me it was probably this lotion. And uh, sure enough, I try, you know, every other time since then, I've always made sure to wash my hands before I go through. And so there's our so other far, recommendation. So good. There's today. Yeah. Skip, Skip the to- scented lotions on your hands. Wash yeah. up. Go in dry if you need to. <laughs> Wash well prior. Yeah. Oh, girl. And they do have that hand sanitizer a lot of times at the front of the uh, line. So I'm not sure if that stuff will make it go off or not. But, I mean, worst case scenario, maybe try that, right? <laughs> right. Great idea. Yeah. Get everything off your hands. Yeah, just, 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 just <laughs> go God, in no. dry. Go in all the way dry. I ain't got nothing on my hands. We are definitely at the countdown now. I was thinking it last last night. It's like seven, eight months is my departure. We've sold our rental house in Phoenix last week. Hey, congratulations. And we sold Steve's car. So we're down to one car, one house. All right. So halfway in the, the selling of the larger of the material goods. Right. Um. We did get some comps on the area in the house, so our numbers are all falling in line there. Nice. That's good. Um, we can't, our original plan, or our hope had been to just take a ship across, like do a transatlantic right. cruise, but those only go in the spring in the direction that we are traveling. Right. And back this direction in the fall, and we would not prefer to find a place to stay for three or four months just to cruise across the ocean. Yeah. I mean, at this point you're going in November. Do you really think you'll come back? You won't. Don't you think? Oh no, no, there's no plan to come back. Right. 
nope, nope, nope. Um, we, I've already reached out to the consulate and they said to get back in touch with them about four months prior to our departure and they will give me instructions to do the preliminary paperwork to complete our residencies. Wow. So we will apply for residency. Right away. Uh, right away. Yeah. The first residency that you were granted is one year. Uh-huh. And then you're granted, uh, when, after you renew that, it's a two-year for, the I think, the first next two or two-year. Two years and then two years and then five-year. Nice a permanent um, resident. And then you get like a, we, you have to get our, our, it's called an NIF number, which is um, what you use sort of like your social security number here. Right. You have national identification number. It stands for something in Portuguese, I'm sure, NIF. Um, so that's how you do your banking and keep track of you in that country. And we will be immigrants. Hey, hey. To a foreign land. Yay. So funny how, like, <laughs> we're definitely moving the other direction now, huh? The what? And just the- a lot of people were trying to come here for a while, and everybody here is trying to go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what's interesting is, um, you know, being in the restaurant business, we meet tons of people at we know some extremely wealthy people right. being in the restaurant business and not necessarily the crowd we run around with on a regular basis, but friendly enough. And um, we've had some really wealthy people ask us about our plans and why we chose where we chose because they are also looking to do the same thing. They're looking at Costa Rica and they're looking at um, Belize and, you know, they're like, oh, Portugal wasn't on our radar. What made you think of Portugal? And, you know, it was basically it was my stepdaughter who made me think of it. But then research is the one what made me um, decide on it. Right. And there's a lot of money leaving. There's a lot of money leaving. And it I'm really just saying is. observational standpoint from people who I personally have spoken to. Right. And we're not. Again, I, you know don't want people to think that I'm one of those um, fuck y'all I'm leaving <laughs> I still you know care very much about everything that happens here because it affects my kids and my grandkids and you know it, it's nothing about forgetting it's literally it's in, it's an existence choice at this point we right. cannot have a, a decent quality of life unless I Steve retires and I work another 10, 15 years, right. which, yeah, we'd rather not do. He right. didn't want to re- hang out by himself. That's not why he's retiring. Exactly. So it's a financial decision that I think more and more people my age are going to have to face. And maybe I'm, you know, op- I have the opportunity to make the decision maybe 10 years before a lot of people have to. Um, but it's coming. Coming for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It and is. how do you, you know, you get, I think my husband's um, social security is, I want to say like thousands more than mine a month. You know? Right. 
if I had to live on just whatever and had no savings, which personally I don't, um, I have a little bit, but nothing retirement worthy. Um, yeah, there's no way I could even pay for like rent. I mean, it's real. I mean, honestly, you know, that's like the realness of existence for so many Americans every month all the time right now. I mean, I've talked about it with, I've been talking about it from the perspective of like preschool and all the childcare up until kindergarten, which is all on the head of families, right? Right. And it's like, we're talking to get full-time care for your child. So if you have a full-time job, and just covered- care for your just your one child yeah. is approximately a thousand dollars a month or more. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's not even necessarily with meals or anything else. So you also do meals. You also are doing, you know, health insurance. You also are doing transporting them to and from that. And then the rest of your life, right? And then they want to argue about minimum wage, you know, and whether or not they should pay the same minimum wage to 18 to 21-year-olds that they pay to 22 and over. You know, like, are you serious? You know, because you guys really sure do um, love it when these little young things are out here having a lot of babies and stuff, too. You know, like, I don't know. It's just... No, I am. It's just so very, you know, frustrating. And none of it's real until it's you. Yeah. And people, you know, same with the Social Security. I mean, I just, I'm in my early 50s or mid 50s, I guess now, mid 50s. And retirement's not necessarily on my radar as if I were in a nine to five Monday through Friday. But having our own business and having a husband who's 14 years older, he's ready to go retire. He's he has worked his ass off. Right. Um, who knows him knows that of him. And the fact that I've had to think about it sooner as not got me. I, I haven't really ever got to the stage where I had, I mean, Steve and I have made our plans. So I don't want people to think that I've just la la la. We'll see how it falls. But I'm saying if it weren't for our partnership and I were on my own, I don't know that retirement in my 50s would have crossed my mind or planning for it would have crossed my mind otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm not, I'm not a, I don't know what the word is. I, I was going to say I'm not a thinker, but that's, that's rude. <laughs> but, but I'm not, I, I, I'm more of a uh, five-year planner than a 20-year planner. And I think because of health issues and having kids with health issues and my own health issues, maybe is something I've just learned to make my long-term plans five years long because you don't have enough solid facts to base anything longer than that on. So, yeah, I, I, I'm at a stage where looking at this retirement thing – now, I will get Steve's basically survivor benefits. His benefits will be my benefits after the age of, I think, 60. But all that stuff is stuff that now, you know, we spend our evenings on the couch Googling. Right. That we haven't really looked at before. Right. It's very, yeah. It's terrifying. 
Yeah, it is. And look, I jumped out of the uh, employment uh, sector early in my career, kind of. I mean, I did do some years, but then I jumped out. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm still contributing to everything, but I don't know how that works out in the long run. <laughs> we'll see what that all looks like way down the road. I'm not, let's just put it like this. I'm not counting on it. Right. It's your retirement. I mean, your social security business based on, you know, your what you file as your income every year. Right. But that doesn't account for so many women that have, you know, taken 10, 15 years off to raise kids. Because who else is going to do it? It costs a thousand dollars a month. Holy. So then you're getting, you're getting hit for doing that again. Not only do you stop your career progression, but in your retirement, you don't get as much as the husband. Right. Because they were out earning that paycheck and contributing more into the pot, which I mean, I get, but I, right. it's still another inequity. It leaves that... us screwed in the long run, which is really Again. messed up. Again, right. Uh, which is why, you know, I'm not putting my trust in any of those systems and my trust lies in me. <laughs> okay, and God. But, well, I'm uh, really grateful that he has what he's going to get in Social Security. We, we will be able to sustain a monthly lifestyle in europe right on that account. here we we could live in a trailer somewhere in missouri he keeps saying right right and that would be our lifestyle yeah instead oh, of an yeah. apartment in a metropolis basically the san francisco of europe right so 20 minutes by bus to the ocean whenever i want yeah it's gonna be great i can't wait to come visit you can't wait so um i think that kind of wraps us up for today um we might be talking about europe a lot lately it's okay don't worry about it i'm gonna be at spanibus next year reporting live from mama's baby right Uh, but in the meantime get at us with your questions like we do want to answer your questions in fact we had a few people drop some questions on us recently uh, and so who knows, maybe we'll pick up some of those questions next week. Um, otherwise, uh, if you have anything you want to know more about, let us know, we'll do our research, we'll do the homework and we'll come back, back at you with, with some answers, you know? Absolutely. We're into it. It's what we cool. do for fun. How we are. It's what we roll. Yeah. And uh, to all of our new listeners, because I know I've been talking about this a lot more face-to-face with people and stuff like that, but welcome. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you find some great information. Uh, don't forget to check out our website. I know it'll say it in the outro, but um, potofwellness.com. Pretty soon we'll have mamasbake.com. We're working on it, and um, yeah. So close. We've got lots so- of resources. Yay! So, in the meantime, till next time, stay lifted. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.